Welcome to the Virtual Boat Boys Podcast. My name is Chris, and I am joined once again by my good friends, the Mats. So, Chris, I wanted to do uh, I wanted to do something for this episode. Okay. So I want to take take note from the critical and commercial successes that were Ready Player One and Space Jam: A New Legacy, and kind of kind of change my commentary and change my uh, the the way that I do podcasts to entirely reference humor. So throughout the podcast today, I'm just going to be making video game references oh, so that the so that when the listeners hear it, they recognize it and then they chuckle. No, it can't just be that. Did you guys not see Space Jam a New Legacy? Guys. That's what big... the movie was though. They just made references to everything, right? Guys, Big Chungus was in the movie. I I I I just have like a sense of dread that has come over me about this podcast. I've kind of regretted now now starting this recording. Chris, you I, sound I would... like your princess is in another castle. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I, I was I was scared to take a picture because I was worried that the Warner Brothers gods would come down upon me for illegally taking their property uh, and taking a picture of their movie. Um, but you, guys, you just got to take my word for it. Big Chungus is in the movie. And um, just for just to just put the bit aside real quick, Walsh, what was your honest to God opinion about Space Germany Legacy? Honestly, I thought it was going to be worse than it was. Okay. Right. Um, like it was, it was surprisingly pretty. Like I, I was at least surprised. Like I had my expectations pretty low, but mm-hmm. uh, I mean, if you don't get too hung up on it, it is pretty fun. Um, I mean, like I found myself and the person I was watching with just the whole time making jokes, like, "Oh, I can't believe they 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 got rid of Lola Bunnies. Who who is this? This isn't the Lola I know." Or um, did Lola fl- did Lola flirt with LeBron? No. Okay, I saw like one line where where she was like, "Oh, you're bigger than all my exes." Oh my no, that is that is a hundred percent fake. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That is, yeah, that is probably people just wanting to like just, <laughs> just make stupid fucking jokes about it. Yeah. All right, I, I had I, to. I had to know. Yeah. If I were to really, uh, I know this isn't uh, a movie podcast, but if I were to sure. really nitpick, I mean, some like Lola feels a little bit out of character in some places, um, but overall, it just feels like a kind of fun movie. It's like, oh, that was fun, and then if you think about it too much. Some things are a little weird, but uh... <laughs> they 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 really just want their audiences to go in with no thinking power and just take in all their intellectual properties. No, I I thought it was fun. I mean, there is of course like the fun of like, oh my god, look in the background, it's that guy. Right. Um, but yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Matt, I'm I'm looking forward to this entire. Um, podcast just being references um and we will we will we will have to deal with them as we are creating uh not creating modifying our rule set that we've yes. been working with uh for the vbbfl because we're, we're just in full vbbfl mode i mean at, at the end of the day uh you know we're kind of going at a slower pace than we did last year i think at this time last year we already had all of our teams 
drafted and we already had the rules set up so we're kind of late bloomers this year but uh forgive us it's just you know other things have occupied our minds and also uh we just i i feel like we we're not we're less in the setup phase this year we're more just kind of like in the usual grind of just getting everything together and then uh we'll be we'll be all set to go as uh when week one um comes around um but that will be the majority of this episode but we do want to start off with um just a little bit of uh housekeeping for the nfl uh, because, you know, up to this point, there really has not been much going on in the NFL. It's just been mainly a lot of just nothing stories that don't really matter. Um, and uh, the, there's some there's some interesting things that have come out in the last few days. Um, and we thought we might as well just uh, just talk about them at brief. Um, first off, uh, with Cam Akers, he uh, suffered a ruptured Achilles, unfortunately, so he'll be out for the 2021 season uh darnell henderson is expected to replace him and of course daryl darnell excuse me daryl daryl excuse me um daryl henderson uh will be replacing him um what uh i i guess what is this impact for the rams i on your, in your opinion matt because i for me i i look at it i'm like i feel like it's just the same kind of situation for the rams where it's just they got just they're gonna use as much of the running backs that they've had behind them to kind of carry them forward, and they're gonna rely on Matthew Stafford really slinging it. Yeah, the thing was with with Cam Akers though was he was he showed a ton of talent last year and was really like out of all the the running backs that they had, he was the one that really stood out and could be. A lot of people were predicting him to be the one to kind of like become the next girly for this offense. And that's kind of what I was thinking too. Like they would have done committee stuff like they did with Gurley, but Cam Akers was going to definitely be the focus. And I, and Akers definitely had the talent to do that. So it's really unfortunate. Um, the Rams were actually going to be like a dark, dark horse Super Bowl pick for me. Um, and I was, I, I was very highly considering choosing them for the NFC and I still might, Right. but this, this really hampers it, I think. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I hear what you're saying and yeah, Cam Akers did have, um, a solid season last year. Um, I, I, I think for me, it just, it, it, it never felt like for me that this team, the team was going to kind of move away from what they're usual strategy was which was the what which was to kind of like use as many running backs on the bat or or, or kind of cycle through the running backs over the course of a game and not really rely heavily on one or the other i i feel like that's it does hurt that he's gone i don't know if it really changes my opinion of the team a whole lot though because I do think that I I I'm more interested just to see what Matthew Stafford does in at, at, at quarterback, and seeing how that impacts the offense as a whole. Because I think that that alone will probably increase their chances than what they were last year. Um, I don't I don't think I think it's probably a setback to like, you know, were they gonna be like world beaters? with cam makers and not anymore i don't know like it's i guess it's i it is i we will never really know what the impact of him being there 
uh, will have would have done for that team. I just I don't know if it's gonna have as huge of an impact. Um, yeah. As personally, from at least from my point of view, as uh, I think some people were uh, uh, projecting. Um, so that was the one of the new stories, and then the other one that came out was that Melvin Ingram, the longtime Los Angeles and I guess San Diego Charger as well, uh, he is now with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Matt, for you, looking at the Steelers' defense, what does this do for you? Terrifying. Mm. As, as, as a not-Steelers person, like just getting a good – getting a veteran of this caliber on an already really, really good defense is terrifying is the, is the best <laughs> adjective to use here. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I, 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 I'm I like I, – I feel bad because I, I felt like, you know – he had been part of the Chargers for so long, and you would think that that would, you know, that the Chargers would continue wanting to, him to be a part of the team. But I get that as you know, time goes on, you know, it's just sometimes you know someone overstays their welcome. Maybe it's just not worth it anymore to be having him there. Um, I I don't know, but I do think that this is a big time get for the Steelers, and I think that the him alongside T.J. Watt is. Uh yeah, it's 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 gonna be trouble. It's gonna be trouble for for that for that team. And I I still don't have a whole lot of confidence in that offense. But you know, again, I think back to like you know twenty nineteen where it was a lot of you know you know what was it Duck Hodges? I was Duck said, Hodges I, I said, and Mason Rudolph. Yeah, I always said Duck Newton from our <laughs> little Adventure Duck Zone podcast. Um, but yeah, like, hit, like those guys are like, like the, the fact that they were almost in the playoffs because of those guys, I just, I, th- I could totally see the Steelers still being like a wild card team if they don't like win the oh, division. Yeah. So, um, and I think it's just good because that defense is as solid as it is. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a scary bunch. Um, and one thing I wanted to acknowledge, um, too, before we move on to the rule stuff, because uh, I we, I forgot to address it last time or last few times that we recorded, I guess. Um, the uh, Carl Nazib uh, of the of the uh, Raiders. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, the he he came out uh, officially as gay. Um, to and he, he just posted it on Instagram and. He becomes the first. He could become the first active NFL player to be uh, first gay, gay to be openly openly gay um, it, to play in the regular season. Um, hopefully, he doesn't get cut because that would suck ass if he did. Yeah. Um, yeah. But because <laughs> I don't, I don't think he is a starter. Um, but I, um, you know, that I, I think that's just such a huge, important step forward for the NFL. Is just to continue to have a space where you know players that are gay and and we keep on hearing from openly gay players now that have retired saying like there's more gay players in the NFL that we know uh, that they mm-hmm. are just they're just scared to kind of like reveal themselves to to people you know and and yeah and so this is this is a really important first step and then also uh, an NHL player recently came out as gay too i forget his name because i don't follow the nhl but yeah i i, I remember the, seeing something like that yeah the more the more players that do this and the more players they feel comfortable it's going to uh embolden more people to uh share that aspect of themselves and then also uh let other people know that 
this is a thing. Yeah. No. I, yeah. I, I think it's just like getting rid of this toxic masculine culture of like, oh, I don't want like a gay person in my locker room. Like it's just like this whole this whole d- distorted, fucked up. You know, not like, you know, this idea that people think that like football locker rooms they're in their reaction to. And, or just sports locker rooms in general and their reaction to someone coming out as gay. Like, I hope that that stigma, that, that idea that is there, I hope that just gets washed away and that people are as accepting as it seems that uh, people have come out as being for Carl Zeeb and hopefully for more NFL players in the future feeling more comfortable just to be who they are at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that uh, tied up, we're just uh, and yeah, the, you, you mentioned the, the Aaron Rodgers tweet. I'm just at the point where I'm like, we've talked so much Aaron Rodgers. Tell me when he. Yeah, but it's what. funny to make fun of him. It is funny. We make fun of the Packers. It is funny. I just I buy. Just also... know, <laughs> just know, those of you listening out there, any time that news comes out about Aaron Rodgers, or mainly when Adam Schefter tweets about it, I will be making. Fu- I I am I am always making fun of them. Yeah, I yeah, I just like I'm like let's 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 move on with the story, you know? Like let, let's yep. have let's get let's let's see the next step. Is he actually going to sit out of training camp, you know? I guess we'll we'll, we'll see this week. We'll we'll see. Yeah. You know? I used to be an adventurer like you and then I took an arrow to the knee. Okay. So, ha! I'm we're, we're going to move on. Um the <laughs> We, <laughs> it's time to talk about the VBBFL uh, rule set. We've so this this whole uh, you know we we went through the trial I guess the trial run of this whole thing with season one, seeing what we liked, what we didn't like about it. Um, Walsh, as someone who watched the gameplay of uh, all this from the outside, but also drafted a team and it helped create this rule set. What are your thoughts about how the first season went with VBBFL? I thought uh, I thought the first season went really well. Um, uh, well, I, for if for anybody, if this is their first episode of Virtual Ball Boys, do you guys want to you know give like a quick description of what the Virtual Ball Boys football league really is? Sure. So it is a fictional football league that Chris and I put together. There are eight teams. Our friends are draft drafting the teams to fill out certain positions that we uh, assign for them, and we're definitely going to have to figure out, probably figure out different levels of positions again. Maybe maybe move the numbers around a little bit. Um, but uh, after after that, we uh, once once we have the teams, uh, once we designed all of them, you can listen to the past eight episodes to to hear the teams that we made. And then uh, we simulate the games throughout the regular NFL season. Uh, we stream on tw- on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Productions, And see how this imaginary football season plays out. Awesome. Yeah, Anything I, else to add, Chris? No, yeah, I, you, you summed it up pretty much as I would have as well. Cool. Because sometimes I'll talk to people and I'll be like, oh, the... Uh, virtual ball boys football league and they're like, oh when is that or it's like oh where should i hop on um like where should i start with it yeah um but yeah I, so i mean this is the first this is the best time to do it because we're kind of you know we're for we're basically finalizing everything over the next month or so and then we will be off and running in week in the week one and that'll be 
however people want to latch on to it, you know, and, and but yeah. ride, it, ride it out. Yeah, thank you guys for having me on to, you know, help, you know, make the rules even better. Yes. As yep. not only somebody to uh, help make it, but then as a player, I thought the rules were working great while I was winning. And then when I lost, um, I decided that uh, the rules that we have in front of us right now, um, uh, we're going to throw them all out. And I have completely new rules now. You guys are going to be playing rock, paper, scissors. Okay. And uh, whoever can do the shoot, like the pistol uh, motion. Mm -hmm. Um. You know, you know. Let's say like you do the rock paper scissors, but then when you say shoot instead of rock paper scissors, you choose gun. Then you win. But if the other person also chooses gun, then uh, you both lose. Is so this prisoner dilemma? Can... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, I I'm all for it. You know, let's do it. I think that's that concludes this episode of the Virtual Boys Podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. Now, um, I uh, I I'm I would say for me, like I I enjoyed it. I thought, um, I think my like the biggest, you know. Well, I I, enjoy, I just enjoyed coming up with the scenarios and coming up with the bits that we did. I, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think that there were times where I felt like the, you know, scenarios were it, like they were. They, it was hard to come up, keep on coming up with interesting scenario, interesting things that were happening in the game outside of just like okay, so and so player takes the ball, runs it in for a touchdown, and like and it's hard to keep on making those interesting. But it kind of helped where we had characters. And we had storylines to build with those characters. Uh, I think my particular favorite was the Eggman uh, song bit. Um, oh my god, that was amazing! Which is uh, so like <laughs> I I thought that was good. That that was a lot of fun. Um, and I think the one thing I I want more of is a lot more character building overall. And I I feel like it could be a lot. And it's not something that I don't know if we can incorporate into the rules. It's but it's 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 something that I want to keep in mind for this year is just kind of a, you know, how but how can we kind of engage in a story telling point of view more than just like this is the game you know because I I because as much as I enjoy like the game element of it I I'm also love. I've grown to love tabletop games and I've grown to love what Walsh does with Table Party and I've grown to love what listening to, you know, Adventure Zone or whatever. I I love tabletop games. I love the story being told with those games and I would love to see how much we can try to tell a story with each of these teams um in a more, you know, unified way even if it means kind of game planning ahead of a stream or something like things mm-hmm. that we want to kind of try to tell while also having the results of the of the games be still like kind of up in the air uh what yeah simply you, yeah de- yeah definitely something that we can uh we can try to think of uh i think of chas mcfreely last year is probably being our our wildest storyline yes yep yeah <laughs> i i thoroughly enjoyed um, that Blaming all of the problems on him, and then when the team got good, have him be the turnaround. Oh, I, I, th- I think that that's <laughs> and that's the thing with him too is that like, I he's a character of a series that is not well known, uh, that is totally our niche, and like, yes, 
we 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 <laughs> we enjoyed doing it because we just we want I, I i for me the reason that i really started doing it was just because i i wanted chas mcfearley to just to have some sort of bigger role in the team and just to have the stupidity stand out and that's going to happen where you're going to have like you're not going to have every member of a team be interesting it's that it's just not it's not feasible for us but if, yeah. as long as you can have those one or two characters that can tell a story as absurd as it gets like that's we can make it we can make it work yeah basically that that's that's where i'm at um what about the rules themselves what's something that you liked or didn't like about the so, rules so i think that the the setup the pacing for things was perfect for what we had to do it was it was great uh mm-hmm. 12 kind of 12 total roles per uh or sets of roles per game because we have to do a lot of games, we do four games a day. That is that that's just a really good amount to mi- keep things moving along and and have enough substance in the game without it necessarily overstaying its welcome. Yeah, yeah. I think that the one thing that we can improve on though is the the defensive stat was broken i think from a total game design standpoint and we saw that with the one team that had a positive defensive stat mm-hmm. ending up winning it all yeah and not to say that the that that's why they won but it is kind of why they won yeah i i think i i think part of it was what i failed to kind of address early on was i felt like the I, I felt like one thing that could have been more of a factor is like field goals goals. And we didn't, right. we didn't incorporate right. that. And we didn't talk, talk, talk to Walsh about that. I, I think that was my biggest regret. Cause I was like, cause then when, as we kind of went along, like, you know, Phoenix city had this great offensive stat, but it totally did not work in their favor because of the fact that they had, just they they had such a terrible stats for the other two more important stats and for me it's it's just balancing out like let's make sure that defense isn't as powerfully this this strong stat and instead have it be that the offense carries just as much weight as the defense as much as you know ball handling carries i mean I i think ball handling might end up still maybe being like more powerful than the other two but i Mm. i think that if you don't have really good stats for offense or defense that that those flaws can stand out whereas with mansfield it was this defense that was so strong that the weak offense and the weak ball handling didn't really as much stand out because they kept on stopping teams yeah and i think that so so one thing that I think we could do, and I think we've we've brought this up at some point, is if the if the team wins their first check, the offense versus defense check, and then fails the score, they still get a field goal. That's how I see it. Yeah, like they because get into that range. Does, yeah, they, they they get into range because what that yeah get into range because they still need to attempt a field goal. Mm-hmm. And make the field goal, but I think that does uh, that does a few things. One, it makes the offensive stat more important because the offensive stat was the least important stat. I think we can all agree on that. Yeah, because when you had advantage and when you had a high ball handling stat, the um, the offense the 
offensive score itself didn't matter that much. This allows it to at least get them into field goal position um, and give them the chance to kick a field goal while not um, – while also, like, you obviously still want to be decent in ball handling to score the touchdown. Another thing uh, – uh, excuse me. Another thing that will do is kind of decrease that ball handling's importance a little bit where, where before it was, okay, you have advantage with ball handling – or disadvantage with with ball handling, but you are you still have this huge boost. You still have a plus six in it. So the the value of having a plus six in ball handling, while still good, will come down a little bit because there's still the opportunity of the field goal. It's it's less necessary. It's still good, but less necessary. Right. Ross, what do you think? Yeah. So here are some ideas that I've already been kicking around in my own head that I want to share with you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to make sure that I have, because I'm coming from a table, uh, tip, I was about to say table party, a tabletop point of view rather than a football point of view. Of, of course. course, to go for a kick is much different than a like a field goal. A field goal is you have not made it for a touchdown, but you're going to try to kick it anyway, right? Mm-hmm. Basically. So now let's say if you make that kick from a distance and it goes through the, the giant chicken wishbone yes um do they get a point three points three points three points okay so then my um my proposal for that is and uh, i if you guys see you know we have different documents open we have the rolling guide and then i just put season one there because i just didn't want to touch that one i just copied and pasted it into a new document that i labeled season two okay okay um but I was thinking that maybe we can have it where, let's say, they fail. You can still have the chance for a field goal, but give it a higher DC. So, you know, if you were going to go for a kick, it is only a DC of 10 that they have to meet or beat um, in order to make that kick. Maybe if they go for a field goal, it is a higher number in order to actually get that point. And I, I also, with the other things, I really feel you guys, that was definitely a big thing that we noticed where offense didn't play as much of a role. Defense became incredibly important because it was being rolled for everything and ball handling was also a very important role. And just to kind of recap the rules for maybe somebody, if people need a refresher from the last season or they... Have, they weren't tuned in last season. The way that it works is um, you know, have Team 1 and Team 2. So let's say Team 1 is has the ball and they're playing offense while Team 2 is playing defense. It's you roll one team's offense versus the other team's defense. And then depending on how that goes, the offensive team could have advantage or disadvantage on a second roll of ball handling against the other team's defense. So then the only thing that the offense really affects is whether or not they're going to have advantage or not. And I wanted to propose that instead of defense being so important because it gets rolled twice, I was thinking the first roll for both teams, whether being offensive or defending, could be offense rolls. Because you know what they say, the best defense is a good offense. And then offense becomes 
its own kind of, you know, kind of exists in a world of its own that affects advantage and defense, sorry, advantage and disadvantage in its entirety. And then it's just ball handling versus defense. Hmm. I see what you're saying. I don't think that translates well to the idea of football, though. Hmm. Like we, uh, like I, I think it's a goal for us to try to merge the two. I definitely know what you're saying. Maybe we can get different uh, nomenclature well, for it. Well, so, yeah. So, well, why I was also thinking too, because I, I, I'm, I'm with you in terms of trying to make the offense more important, but I also know that like here's here's was here was what i was kind of thinking too is that if we had the first role stay with the offense versus defense i was thinking the second role would be a ball handling battle where it would be two teams rolling for ball handling instead of one ball handling one defense i know that Mm. i know that that still that does put a emphasis on the ball handling working out and having ball handling be like a, a good stat but I think that if the offense succeeds in the first roll, if the ball handling doesn't work out, at least that team has the ability to try for the field goal at that point. And so if they don't have a great ball handling stat, it's, they could still get points on the board. Um, and, then, and then most likely, you know, maybe their defense stat's pretty good and then they can at least like just win like the low scoring games or something like that. Do you guys think it would help us to change words like change the stat names from offense and defense to something more like, um, I don't know, like movement and power? I don't know if those are immediately applicable, but something along those lines? I don't know. Because um, then, cause then my, my thoughts on what Chris was saying was... <laughs> Then I feel like the the ball handling becomes incredibly important because if yeah, we yeah. look at it, each play each play has two roles to them, and while the first role affects the second role, it is that second role that carries far more weight to it. It is that second role that determines that whether points. or not yeah whether or not a touchdown occurs, which was why I was immediately thinking. Oh, it could be offense v offense in the first roll, because then it's like I need a good offense whether I am, you know, playing I, I have the ball or not, so that I can, you know, help myself on the second roll. And then even if the second roll doesn't go well, I can still now have my field goal option if I have a team with a high offense. Mm-hmm. So if I have a team with a high offense, I can get advantage more often and if that still doesn't work or I can get advantage more often or I can cause the other team disadvantage more often and I can help myself that way and while I might not have the ball handling or um, defense to help it I can get myself a field goal if I have the ball mm-hmm. um, if I have a good defense then I can you know I might not be able to you know, I might be up against a team that's going to use advantage, but I can now actually defend myself. I can have a plus six because to me, having a positive modifier, something like a a 
plus five or plus six is far more important than having advantage or disadvantage. I agree with because... you there. I do I, I, I do still think though that trying to trying to make it analogous to the NFL um or, or to, to real football is is important for me at least. Uh huh. Yeah. And the 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 concept of okay, this team is really good at offense but they can't finish is a type of team that exists in the NFL that kick a lot of field goals. Yeah. Uh the Arizona Cardinals, as an example, are a high offense, low ball handling team. Mm-hmm. In our in our uh, in our scenario, yeah, yeah, and I mean, I, I so, also, th- I, I mean, here's another thing too, and it might just, it might be a lot of, it might be extra work for us, but we could do a fourth stat. I was thinking that, like, where we where that does complicate things a lot, but it does, but it, do in the sense of like, where it's offense versus defense the first time, and then we do ball handling versus something else the second time and that way you're only rolling each of those once because then ultimately the kicks are kind of like their own thing because it's whatever your whatever that individual's that ball player. handling it ball handling skill is that's what the kicking brawl is yeah um i mean but it, it would be more work because it would be more work and yeah it, it would be more work to do to do a fourth stat that's why I'm trying to think of how we would approach, because I I understand what you're saying, Walsh, because then it would put like an emphasis on ball handling, and I don't, I, it it does it does complicate matters a bit. I but I also, I have I have another proposition. Go go hit me with it. Could we adjust the defense stat itself so that it doesn't, so that it's not able to get as high as the other stats? So that we don't we don't ever have we so that we don't have plus sevens of defense. We could do up to like maybe plus four, but like if we stat out a team and uh, and whatever limit we decide plus three plus four, if a team goes above that threshold, then we need to restat them. Something like something like that, just so that a busted defense stat cannot exist. We still use the defense stat twice, but it's not busted. Thoughts on that? Um, I I guess I guess we could figure that out, but I also I don't want to take away the notion of like a powerful defense either, right? You know? I I here here's here's what we could do: we could keep the stat the way it is, but on that second roll, have it be weighted a bit, have it be where they're a little bit exhausted because they've been they've been run over in the drive. And have it be that the defense is exhausted from trying to defend this team, even though they're still on the field. And you could have it where your defense, like instead of it being the plus seven of, let's say, the Weavers was last year, it could be that for that role, it's like plus three or plus four, where it, it, it does there is like a, it does get like knocked down like a half peg because of exa- exhaustion and because of the fact that the mm-hmm. offense won the first time. I can. I can see that working. You know what I mean? Like, and, and yeah. like, like that, you could still have it where the offense versus defense decide an advantage or disadvantage. That, and that really, like, yeah, that advantage and disadvantage really, like, um, sets things up. Because if it's the, if the defense wins the first roll, they're going to be 
at full strength essentially for that second check. Mm-hmm. And then if offense wins that role, that's that gives offense even more reason to want to win that check. Yeah. And then the defense gets knocked knocked down. I I, I don't know if we should like have it because that gets weird for like negative numbers. Um, but if we did like um like a minus we we did a minus two on defense if the offense wins if the offense gets their advantage. Well, I, I feel like that would this. I don't know. This I, might be a simple solution. What if the defending team only rolls once? And the defending team rolls their initial... Uh, well, actually, hold on. So, let's say the... If the... Sorry, I'm collecting my thoughts. They're no, all that's right. If uh, you have the offense versus defensive roll, and if the offense is lower than the defensive roll, let's say it's a 5 on offense and a 10 on defense, the team 1 now has disadvantage on the roll, but they only have to be the the first defensive score they, they don't get to roll 10. yeah they don't get to roll a second defensive score um i don't know if that solves the problem of mm. the mod of the defensive modifier still being used for both things mm. yeah cuz i think the defense cuz i think then the defense is still super powerful i i think i think that you knock down the defense either way I think I think that the because the ultimately what the, the advantage is for the offense is that they get to roll twice to get take the higher number. That's the advantage that they're going for for the offense. I think the defense is going to be exhausted no matter what because I think even if they are trying to do a good job, even if they are you know kicking butt, like I do think that there is a there is a factor of exhaustion that t- comes into fact comes into play in football where the defense is on the field for a long time. And they get tired, and they get winded, and they can't tackle a team anymore. So I do. I think that I. I think that you have the defense get knocked out in both situations, where you and you have it be that it is only this little bit to overcome. But the disadvantage for the offense, if they were to lose the initial roll, is that they would have to take the lower number of the two against a defense that's at least a little bit weaker the next time. That is true. Yeah, they still have to take that lower number. Yeah. Um, we're definitely like I at least I am I've been thinking of this in terms of very defensive teams like I've been thinking total to, totally in Mansfield's uh, headspace in terms of like okay we have a seven you you have to beat a plus seven then you have to beat a plus five a uh, similarly would be like I I guess there's not too much difference between like a negative one and a negative three it's still like it, it's a little bit of a change but it's not but it, but I think it would be, I, I I do think it would be enough for that defense stat to get nerfed a little bit while still having value, and then that would also like give the offense stat a little more importance. Right. I, guess. I mean, and I'm when we're saying minus two. I mean, I don't. I, I think a, a defense that a, a defensive stat that big. I think you go from I think there's a certain point where we could look at it at defensive stat and be like, okay, instead of just subtracting minus two for the second part, it's going like dividing it by half. Like I think you do, you bump a plus seven down to the, a plus three. The one problem with that is with negative numbers, would we double them then? I th- no, I think I think for if you're looking at a smaller defensive stat, I think then you can just do minus two. I think I think if you're if the defense is only one. 
you know, I mean, I or those, I guess define. I guess you could define, kind of define divide that ish. Uh, I mean, you could you could just have it bumped down to zero. Yeah. Yeah. Or you could have it like I think it's a. I think you can have it where we kind of have what you're you were suggesting, Matt, where it is that there is a nerf there, but is a kind of on a curve where a less powerful defense is going to kind of stay at like the same power consistently whereas a more powerful defense is not is gonna have its peak in the first role and then have it be kind of lessened in the second role i feel like that's i hear what you're saying i feel like it's a little bit arbitrary but this is all arbitrary so (laughs) <laughs> well, I, I, I'm just trying. I'm trying to think of the best way we could do this because, again, like yeah. I, I don't, I don't want defense to be overpowering. I don't necessarily want. I, I don't want any of these stats to be over, like to be overpowered. Right, that's the difficult part of this. Because <laughs> I think, I think, because that, that, that's why I think a fourth stat would make sense, even if it is more work. Because again, at the end of the day, then everything is just rolled once. But I understand that we're just tr- we're trying to figure out the best way for things to kind of be, you know factored in and i don't know if i i i feel like i kind of like what walsh was suggesting where you have it where the what if you start the drive the offensive ball handling the offense does not roll yet start with the defense rolling the number that they roll ends up being the number that stays the same throughout and then you have it be where the offense goes for it, and then that decides an advantage or disadvantage role, and then the ball handling goes. I, I know that doesn't necessarily fix the overpowered nature of a of a defensive stat. Yeah, because you would still have to, like, if they, if they roll a 9, if they roll a 12 plus 7, 19, you still got to be the 19. Right. Which you may or may not have the have the ability to do that. Right. Yeah. No. I, I. I. Yeah. I think. I think the only. I think the only play then is to do a fourth stat then, because I. I don't know. I don't know if there's any other solution. All right. Thoughts on a fourth stat? Ideas, including strategy, luck, or some sort of proficiency bonus. the silence <laughs> yeah yeah no it's i think it's just i'm just trying to think how we want there's to no there, there's no good like in in terms of from football i don't think there's a good word to use that would fit in here because it, it, it's defense <laughs> you know, it's, it's defense they're it's, playing it's, defense it's no defense what. it's the, whatever the uh, the opposing team is doing is defense yeah, I mean, it could be that we do defense, and then hey, the next, the other stats goal line defense. Like, or we just refer to it as goal just line. Goal line. Well, we could we could split that into two if you really wanted, like blocking and tackling. All right, uh, I don't know what the proper terms would be. That's not. A super bad idea. Offense versus blocking, ball handling versus tackling. It's not a one-to-one comparison, but... Yeah, I mean, blocking usually is referred to as from, like, the offensive line point offensive of view. Offensive line, yeah. Um, you could have it where... 
We do offense. <laughs> offense versus pass rush, maybe, or in, and then like offense. Because I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at it from a perspective. I, I, I'm looking at it from like the, the drive point of view. The first play to me is the you're starting from the twenty yard line, your own twenty yard line. You're trying to work yourself down the field. The second role is that you're in, you're on the opponent's twenty yard line. You're trying to get into the end zone now. And I, I'm trying to think about how much defense changes between when it's when you're all the way back there and when you're a little bit closer. I think that prevent defense. That's what they teach. Yeah, well, it so pre, so prevent defense is is goal line defense, is and then, oh, I thought it was I don't know I'm thinking the I don't, bend don't break maybe is what I was thinking of oh, but, that yeah. doesn't translate but yeah so there's the there's the one where they run with them and you know they're on top of them that one is called hand holding and the gold the goal defense is called hugging. <laughs> I, I don't think we could do that. I go perfectly with uh, the we ball make hand. we well, make too many ball handling jokes for us to be and, that wholesome. And the offense, we're gonna change the thrusting. Right, <laughs> right, yeah, I'm down. So wholesome versus dirty, depending on which one. <laughs> um, man, we've we spent a half hour trying to discuss this one particular. No, I know. So, um, all right. So this is what this is what I'm going to propose. Is that we do some play testing because we're not going to be able to. Uh, I I don't think we're going to be able to theory this out in terms of what will work. We have a ton of uh, opinions, and we have obviously have a lot of experience in terms of what what we've liked, what we uh, haven't liked. But until we we put the dice to the table, or put the dice parser to the Discord chat. We're not going to totally know which one of these ideas are going to work. And I think that the the one that's solid for us is uh, if, if you get offensive advantage, you get to attempt a field goal. I think that that rule for us is yeah. set in stone, yes. Yeah, no, I, I think that, that's, that, that, that just makes offense more important, yeah. Yeah. So I think that, I don't know, at least, at least start there. And see what see what happens from there, because uh, like with um, with a low defense set, like uh, just thinking of thinking of Mansfield as an example, just because they're they're the the they were the the black sheep of of teams in terms of stats. Uh, they they did not play in high scoring games at all. They did not score that much because their offensive and um, ball handling sets were were so low. So other teams who may have uh, who may have gotten advantage on that first one, but then couldn't beat that ball handling check, are now going to get field goals. Are now going to be able to um, uh, to get more points than Mansfield was uh, was initially letting them by doing that first that first roll well. You know, what? I f- I feel like just leaving it at that offensive offensive advantage, and then seeing how that goes might be good. Yeah. And we can play test before the season. In fact, I think we should play test this a, a couple times before the season starts just to see if that does solve the, the problem of defense being overpowered. If that one check that can beat them is enough. 
Yeah. Because we have to remember, too, like, um, Mansfield, yeah, like you said, Mansfield was stopped quite a few times. Yes. And not to say that, like, they could probably kick each time if they are, if it's really uh, bad for them. But I like the idea of having it so that way you could, ha- you could in theory, not worry as much about the team's defense and then just hope to field goal the fuck out of the situation to hopefully yeah. get like instead of losing seven to zero, you win nine to seven or something like that, mm-hmm. you know, and just hoping for the best of that front. Um, but I do think that like if 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 the offense wins the advantage, then they can go for the field goal. If they they get the disadvantage then they have to go for the touchdown and if they don't get the touchdown they don't score and i think that's the correct that's the bottom line but okay but then but then uh yeah we're gonna have to play test i but i guys i have a question yeah go ahead so uh if they do you want to do it where if they they get advantage they then decide whether to go for a touchdown or a field goal i like that or what i no. i you can finish what you're saying but i like that more whatever i was thinking or they you know if they get advantage on the ball handling and then they fail the touchdown for the ball handling then they get they can try a field goal because they got uh advantage on the offensive score i that's what i was thinking yeah i i'm i my mistake. I I think that if I think that if they do get disadvantaged, they should have the option to kick a field goal. Because wait, they get disadvantage. If I I mean I don't know because then if they get a disadvantage on on the roll, it's I feel like they should they they there should be an option to instead of going for the touchdown, they say okay we don't think we can beat this defense. Let's kick the field goal. I think that makes more sense because then, because okay. what because what happens is that if you if it's only for the advantage, the whole point is to make the defensive stat weaker, in right. general. So so it's you, a go go sorry ahead. sorry go ahead sorry no, I, I keep it, interrupting you no, I should stop no it's okay <laughs> all all I'm saying is that like if if we want to make the defensive stat weaker. It would be that if a team can't beat that defensive stat, that they still have the option to score in a different way, which okay. is through the field goal. They have a they they have an in right a different way. They because, can by, they can bypass it right to still get some points. Now I I think that that is I I think that that I, I, again we should play test it, but I think that that could could work decently. Yeah, because well. I mean like you could like and and in theory. I, I think you could have the field goal option for both scenarios, whether it's advantage or disadvantage. But I think with if you have the advantage, you do go for the touchdown. And if it fails, I think then, that, I think you could still kick the field goal because you got the advantage. That's, yes, that's what uh, that that that's I'm I'm down for that. If yeah. it's disadvantage, you have a choice. Yes. If it's advantage, you have the backup. Right. You have it as a backup. That's how, that's how I see it. You have to yeah. with this advantage, you're forced to decide at that point whether yep. to go for touchdown or field goal because at, because you can't go for both because you got the disadvantage. Yes. So I I like that as a combat to the defensive stat being as overpowered as it is. Yeah. Does that make sense, Walsh? 
Okay. <laughs> I know that. I know it's a lot. I have to. I, Football I'm brain. To, I'm trying to put it into words better, but I think it is. I think I think Matt said it well. Where it was it, it, for an advantage, it's kind of a backup option if you can't get the touchdown. If you get disadvantage, it's that you either attempt the field goal or you try for a touchdown. And if you can't do it, whichever one you choose, if you don't succeed, you get zero points. Does anyone here have an objection? <laughs> uh, no. Yeah, I think that's good. I think the, we... the, the last the last thing I would want to hammer in for this field goal rule is how does a DC of 15 sound? A little high. Gonna yeah. be honest. Well, right. yes. Well, I, I, so, so, here's, so I guess it could be different for either circumstance, right? Because if they get if they if they get the advantage, then I guess you could still have it be a ten. Have it still be a ten. But if it's a diff- disadvantage, yeah, it's a fifteen. It's a fifteen. I guess the the kickers are also going to be overpowered. <laughs> overpowered. Like most of them are going to be most of them are going to be fours or fives. Yeah. Like, and we should we we should when we're assigning stats, Chris, we should make all the kickers fours or fives. Yeah, we should. No, I I, <laughs> I think that's that's usually what we try to do anyway. Yeah. But. I I'm with you. Where I think that if we're gonna have this curve, that's how we attempt it. That's how yeah, we. That's then, how I'm, we that, it. then I'm okay with that. So it's a 15 on disadvantage for the PAT and the that's point after touchdown, Matt. Uh, the point they score after they uh, score the touchdown, mm-hmm. um, or for the advantage field goal because the advantage field goal should still be like the relatively the same spot if we're thinking field wise. Yes. Then DC 10 and then disadvantage. That's a 40 plus yard kick. That's a DC 15. Yeah. I'm I'm with that. I'm with that. Cool. So we we might have to write that down because that's going to be very confusing early on. But I think we'll get used to it as we go on, as we get through it. And yes, we will we will still play test and we'll kind of make sure. But I think that that's I think that's the best solution that we can have have come up with there mm-hmm. without having to add more stats. Yeah, um, I think that I think that what we're on right now is good. Yeah, yeah, and we'll we, and we'll 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 test some things out. All right. Um. Just a few other things before we uh, get going here. Um, schedule. I want to propose something for this one. Uh, just because what I've noticed, what I noticed with last season was just motivation for me was not always there to kind of go out and set up a stream and get everything ready for a stream. And it kind of ended up elongating the regular season for a good bit. Um, I would be down just shorten the regular season from 10 to 8 weeks. Um if that sounds okay. Cuz to me I think I will cuz I I I think about it from the perspective of like it, we have what the pattern that we kind of follow is doing it every other week. Yeah. And I think that we that will give us enough room to kind of have the 8 weeks done throughout the regular season. And then I'm thinking after the divisional round weekend in the for the NFL, that following weekend will be the start of us. Will be start our playoffs and hopefully mm-hmm. we wrap up prior to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Um, the The schedule will be a little bit weird. Yeah. Um, it'll probably be not every team is gonna play every every other team. Probably what will happen is I'll still, we'll still probably do the two division games mm-hmm. per team. Um, so team one will play team two twice, team three twice, team four twice, and then like team five and team eight, but not six or seven. 
Right. I I think that's okay because I think yeah. I, I don't think we need to have every team face each other. Like it's not. It, it it's it was it was fun with the context of like last year where we were awaiting the Anaconda Phoenix City Showdown. Um, right. Like <laughs> it's fun in those instances, but I'm I, I I'm okay with with the idea of like not having every team face each other and then having the, you know, who knows they can meet in the playoffs and they could, what could be fun is having two teams that haven't, that didn't meet in the regular season meet for the championship. I think (laughs) if that happens, that would be amazing. That, that adds like a little bit of, you know, extra spice for the championship where it's like, okay, we haven't seen this matchup before. Hmm. Um, So that, that schedule should work out. If it's, if it's eight games total, they play three, they play six division games, two non-division games. Yeah, I think that's I think that's fine. Yeah. It's going to be a lot more – sorry, good. No, I was just going to say, it mirrors the NFL because everyone right. – the, the, the NFL can't play every single team, you know? Right. Um, yeah, it works, what, for, works for me. Were, were you going to say something right before that? I forgot if I was or not. <laughs> okay, cool. So we'll move forward. All right. Next, uh, the last thing, I – locations so i've been the only thing about the the whole thing about the location thing the reason why i'm doing this and the reason why i wanted to implement it in the first place was again to kind of talking about what i was um about about one thing that i was hoping for more of for this season which was adding a little bit extra story extra character because when we are theoretically playing these these games at these football stadiums uh last year it's hard to kind of explain the environment outside of it's a football stadium and there's not much happening there and i know that there doesn't have to be but i felt like it would be fun to have some elements of worlds that we know of um kind of incorporated into the not so much the gameplay but even just the storytelling like the idea of the audience having a factor in like you know you know having a factor in in the in the game or some sort of obstacle coming up in the middle of the game that has to do with the environment like having yeah. having it be non like i don't I'm nonsense. all for I'm all for nonsense. Like I'm all for things <laughs> going wrong, things becoming catastrophic, and scores happening that would not happen in normal football, but will happen in the VBBFL. So I feel like having these worlds kind of incorporated into that could add to the chaos of it. And it, I think what could be fun is having it where the characters of these worlds that may not be drafted onto these teams. Oh, excuse me, just knocking over bottles here. Um, the that they're not part of these teams, but have them like on the field for whatever fucking reason, and like that they are preventing the the, the team from scoring, or that yeah. they are allowing this team to score. Um, just some sort of chaos with that. I want to know weird, what weird shit. Yeah, I want to know what your guys' thoughts are on that, and how we could go about uh, like like dealing with that because i i i I want i want to i want it to feel comfortable for people like i don't want it to i don't want to like this was a bit that i've i've kind of inserted into this but i wanted to make sure that like 
we're all on board with the idea because if we're not i can just scrap it we don't have to. so as us as you and i being kind of the role players here i yes. think it totally works from a role play standpoint yeah and we use these things to explain the dice rolls yeah the reason that uh that i rolled the natural one and knocked uh fucking the the reason that sans undertale got knocked out of the game was because the platform from fall guys ultimate knockout came up and hit him in the fucking face yeah yeah now i i'm i'm 100 percent with that and so I, I i love that i love that we have those those that in mind so then my only question is are we comfortable with the games that we have listed thus far and so i'm just gonna go over them one more time right now we have fall guys sonic the hedgehog paper mario overcooked danganronpa the legend of zelda pokemon and grand theft auto is I'm there good with them you're good with all of them. Like you, you yeah. don't feel uncomfortable with any like scenario. No, yeah, all works. Uh, all, all works for me. I would, I, I, I would maybe like, I don't know, if this is possible, but stick to car and uh, city based stuff, Grand Theft Auto, rather than guns. I'm down for that. Yes. Um, because we get we have like the 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 cartoony guns on some characters. Um, yeah. Like Samus's arm cannon was a big thing, but that's like that's very fictional. I would rather just keep real gun violence out of things i i am 100 percent with you on that i i the um, only person who gets a real gun is shadow the hedgehog right, right, right yeah, yeah right i i think i think it would i i feel like the gta universe i'm with you i feel like a lot of it is going to be revolved around cars um maybe I, i'm trying i'm trying to think of other shit that's gone down because a lot of what i think my knowledge of of the game is really gta 5 um hmm. I I picture like I I don't know because the weapon the weapon side of it kind of is it is a part of the game but we could have it where it's more we kind of maybe instead of talking about the specific weapons used as we talk about the actions like yeah. oh um Shadow the Hedgehog uh would have ran it in for a touchdown <laughs> but then he got mugged <laughs> You know, right. Yeah. Okay. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. I'm yeah, comfortable so, with that. You know, like, like I think, like it's something. It, it's some some sort of shit goes down where I think it's just gonna be that like, like blue collar crime, I guess, or even white collar crime is happening around them, around people, and like there's a financial scheme. Like, like I, I, I imagine there's like there's a, there's a scenario where like, um. You know, someone would have scored, uh, or the, the, the or the the defense would have gone this tackle, but the defender got arrested for you know fraud, you know, yeah, <laughs> mail fraud or something, <laughs> you know, and like just shit like that. Like I I I we could t- we could definitely flesh that out if we wanted, like in terms of GTA, just kind of make it more comfortable. I the only other one that I was like a little bit iffy about was Dagan Rampa. I only my only knowledge of it is Trigger Happy Havoc. Um. I don't know. That's all you need. Yeah. That's I, all you need. I, I imagine that a lot of that is going to be Monokuma doing some horrendous, th- <laughs> horrendous yes. things. We could do weird shit. Piece. We could be like high school related yeah. set pieces. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with that. Everything else I'm pretty comfortable with. Um, yeah. I, I am, I'm very I am excited. Very, I cannot wait for you to describe Pokemon things. That's that. It won't end well. <laughs> I'll tell you that. <laughs> It will not. It will not end well. Um, oh yeah, the pum. Look, look. Here comes the pum bloom to steal the ball. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, yeah, so I, I think that that's... So, it, it, and that will be incorporated. We Of course, we could still have it where it's the characters interacting with each other. It won't just be, like, the environment fucking them over. Um, it's not... It's just... It's something... To, it's a set piece to be there to allow yeah. us to build extra stories around. And we can... It, it adds... It, like, the locations end up becoming, like, their own characters in the story. And that's, to me, I think was just a big thing, was just having that element of it, so all down for that um so what does the next few weeks look like for bbbfl so we are going to start contacting people and getting our eight owners together um i think because we might have a surplus of people interested um we might have a team that's owned by two people instead of one maybe potentially we'll see we'll We'll, see we'll see who we get um and um you know we, we're gonna get the, we're gonna do the draft. I think that we'll we'll do what we did last time where we do the draft off the podcast and then we kind of come back and tell you guys the results. That might even be the next podcast is the draft results. Um, we'll and, see. And that yeah, well it's uh, we have there's a lot of other stuff going on in our worlds, but we'll, we we're gonna try our best to kind of get things organized. Yep. And then after that, the only other thing left to do for this would be to assign the stats um and that could be done on podcast uh or if we feel like that's gonna go over we could do some of it off um the uh the only other thing too um we will we will we the uniforms are done the logos i don't think are close to done at the moment but they've been concept yeah so but we don't have to worry about revealing those until probably end of august at this point so we'll see um how those end up progressing but i love everything that i'm seeing from you guys on both of those um yeah that that's pretty much it that's it what that's the vbfl uh, i had i had a lot of questions for you guys so i know you guys talked about you know the environment and how that might take an effect do you want it in a gameplay perspective like oh each quarter we roll a d20, and then if something happens, it can cause a uh, an obstacle for one team or the other team or for both teams. Um, or eh. it's something that doesn't affect it. No, eh. I'd rather not it affect gameplay. I'd rather the stats affect it because just the stats affect gameplay. Um, and have me and Chris be because part of it is me and Chris improvising on the spot. So I'd I'd rather not have a reason and just have whatever the fuck comes off our heads in in the moment be the thing that yeah I think it. I think that's I think that if it's something that we think it could enhance things maybe next season we would do it but I'm okay mm-hmm. with it just kind of being like this being there and existing is is just good enough for us to kind of just use for our from the storytelling point of view of the tabletop game yeah rather than it being a actual factor in like the in affecting the gameplay and how it all ends up kind of working out i i'm okay with if again i i like i like the idea of it but i don't i just feel like it's too much to implement right now i think we can yeah we can wait a year see how this kind of works out and if we like the idea of having a changing environment that does affect it we can talk about it next year i think Okay. There's also and, the 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 dumb the dumbassery type of stuff that could affect things, not mm-hmm. from gameplays, but where like so last year we would do stuff like, uh, oh, Katamari rolled up the entire stadium into a ball, right? 
<laughs> right. You know, it, that that it affects like it ultimately maybe affects like the idea around like like how it's played, but it's not it doesn't actually affect the gameplay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then my other thing was in a kind of story perspective, um and you can shoot me down, but let me let me kinda share the whole idea is let's say you have two characters on opposite teams that are both from the same universe. So let's say you have team one has Mario on it, but team two has Bowser on it. And now you immediately have a like in universe clash between those two. And if you wanted those to affect uh, anything like in game, it's, Oh, well, because, um, because Mario is a hero character, he now his personal stat he gets a plus one to offense, while Bowser now gets a plus one to his personal defense, and both teams have a slight stat change because of a personal rivalry that's happening between the two teams. I think that's another thing that's too complicated for this year. I I I yeah uh, I I think it's I I think from uh, I I again I totally see what you're saying and I think it could be I I think both ideas could be something that we think about for the future um because I think I think that part of the storytelling t- tabletop is like how the game does affect how the story is told and that implementing those into the game would be interesting I just I'm I I kind of want to we're we're kind of already changing a bit about the game right now, where I don't want to change too much of it and have too much things that we're balancing out because yeah. both playing it and also kind of being like keeping track of it can sometimes be difficult. a lot. Yeah, yeah. Chris and Chris yeah. and I are not math people. Actually, Chris is more of a math person now. I I am a math person, but just not yeah. to a great extent. <laughs> um, I I I think it's. I think if we had if we had like a third person that's like always there with us that's like you know that's kind of guiding the universe a lot more maybe but I don't know if we want to necessarily like force that hand necessarily like and like I don't want to make another person commit to doing like these streams you know mm. okay so we're shooting down both your ideas cool <laughs> I, I get it. I'm I'm living in 2008. You guys are living in 2000 and late. Yeah. Oh, sure. <laughs> Our cake is the lie. I see how it is. <laughs> I no. I'm I I again. I like both ideas. I just don't know right now if it can if it can work with just the way that we have things set up. But again, it's an option, and I do. I want to keep it like let's keep it written down somewhere, and we'll we'll come back to it. Um, yeah, yeah. just throwing it out there, keeping it in the uh, backs of our brains, and we'll see how it does in uh, future years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, Walsh, you have been on three straight VVB episodes, and I really appreciate you. Cons- how does it make you feel? Yeah. Oh, consistently God. I, you know what? Look at me. I feel like I'm I'm part of the crew. Yeah. You are, the, you are our football. You are the football. <laughs> you are the John Madden of this team. <laughs> John, John Madden, the Madden 08. Um, like I said, three thousand and eight. 
I uh, I uh, definitely am. I I I I, pre- and I appreciate you the amount of work that you put into this uh, leading up to the VVBFL with from the rule sets to logos. I absolutely appreciate you, and I'm just I'm just saying that on air now in case you don't end up coming back on air during the season um, or before the season starts up again uh, when we go to weekly episodes. Um, but uh, yeah, thank you so much, and and uh, thank you our good viewers and listeners for uh, listening to this podcast. And I hope you are enjoying this whole setup that we are doing. And like I said, we'll see what the next episode is. It may not even be like, I, I think the next episode will be the, like the draft results, but I don't know if it's going to be within the next two weeks. It may be a few, maybe a week after that. Like we, we, we just, it's we'll just for us. It's just trying to our best to kind of get it organized and set up. So that's kind of our next step. Uh, in the process, but, um, yeah, and we are, we're inching closer to the NFL season and we'll see what kind of news and stuff kind of breaks over the course of the next few weeks as well. And we'll keep tabs on that, uh, as always. And, uh, again, thank you so much for listening. Uh, and we will see you at some point. Good night and Fusrota. Virtual Ball Boys has been brought to you by Team Chaos Productions. Find us on Twitter at Virtual Ball Boys and find more of our work at Team Chaos Pods. Mm-hmm.